bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay and Young Vander. What up, what up, what up, Fantasy Football Fiend family? What's going on, good people? Young Vander, holla at the people. It's your boy, Young Vander. How's everybody doing out there today? Oh, man, we got a show in store for you guys. We're going to hit you with the rest of the wide receiver tiers uh, for this year. We're going to hit you with some uh, some news that has kind of hit the wire here as of late and our outlook on it. We're going to give you our rapid-fire 10. We got an action-packed show. We're going to go ahead and get started. And now, your fantasy news. Hit us with the first bit of breaking news there, Young Vander. Hunter Henry, he's expected to miss a couple weeks uh, during the season, starting off with a shoulder injury. Well, how do you think that's going to affect the season long term for the for the Patriots and for the outlook of the tight end position? I think a lot of people are not going to really pay attention because a lot of people have been asking themselves, which one do I draft? Which one do I trust out of these two guys with him and Jonu Smith? Mm-hmm. So I think this injury here kind of, you know, catapult Smith a little bit to the top. Still probably would get drafted late, but maybe a really good value in those first couple of weeks. My uh, thoughts exactly. He's definitely going to be a value at tight end. Right now, he's uh, you can you can get him in a ten team league. You can get him with your last pick. You know, if if you're going to punt the tight end position, he 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 and a couple of other options will be there kind of at the tail end. What else we got going on? Uh, we got DeAndre Swift. He's nursing a growing injury. Uh, just something to look out for. Doesn't seem very serious. But we know how those soft tissue injuries can be for players, uh, especially going into a season. Man, look, um, I had a, a a growing strain. I don't. I think I think I it happened when I was helping my sister move or something like that. But when I tell you, like th- there is nothing you can do. Like you'll think you're over it and you'll be walking around, everything's good to go, and then you make a slight movement and it feels like somebody just shot you in the leg. Yeah, like man. that's one of those injuries. It's not about pain tolerance because when that stinger hits you, it stops you in your tracks. It's the same thing that happened with um AD with the Lakers um when he tried to come back from that growing pull in the playoffs. So I mean, yeah, I mean those those things can be, you know, kind of difficult. And then one day it was just gone. And I didn't even I didn't realize it was gone until I made a move that I know would normally trigger it and it didn't. It was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'm good now. So, I mean, yeah, those growing strains or pools or whatever it is. Uh, but let's talk about the other half of that. Jamal Williams may now be a value. Um, they're, they're saying he's impressing in camp right now, and he's he's running with the ones, obviously, because Swift isn't, isn't practicing. So he may actually get a little bit more volume than he was going to get had he not been able to kind of showcase himself in the preseason slash offseason. So uh, that's another value to possibly look out for. What other news we got? We got Saquon back at practice. Uh, The Giants running back, you know, he's coming off of the PUP list. And he's going to, you know, rejoin his teammates on the field for the first time since his knee injury. This is one of those guys where uh, I'm curious as a fan of the game of fantasy football. I want to see who do it first. You know, in, in the league, I like to sit back sometimes in certain players. I want to see who who stick their hand out there in that, in that jaw first to see who really draft this guy. You know, he, he let a lot of people down for the last couple of seasons. I agree. Um, so I'm just curious to see. I'm not touching him. I'm, you know, look, I feel the same way. I'm off of him. I don't I don't see him making it out of the first round no matter what because somebody going to grab him. You, but, I don't think he goes that early. Maybe early second. 
You, you think he'll go early second? Yeah. In the mocks that I've been seeing, he's still going right around the same place as Zeke. And Zeke has been going right around seven or eight. You got to think your your average uh, everyday fan of fantasy, if you will, versus the experts right. are going to have a little bit of a different outlook. And right now, the people that are doing the most mock drafts are the people that are fiends like us. Right. So when you get that, you know, I'll start my research the first week of September crowd that is kind of doing it just to do it. That's when certain that's when names will start rising and value will start falling. Because it'll be like, wait a minute, do, do you not realize what's going on with this dude? Like, you're gonna like, see a lot of that. <laughs> I see he's going, you know, like you say, he's going around. His average draft position is around there, around Ezekiel Elliott. But the thing about it, the way I see it is, guys like Nick Chubb, right? Mm -hmm. I'm taking Nick Chubb before I take Saquon Barkley. I agree. You know I'm taking mean? Aaron Jones before I take Barkley. Right. So I'm taking Najee Harris before <laughs> I take Barkley. There's a couple one. guys. I'm, I'm, I'm off of him. I can't. Right. There's a couple guys that's a little lower that I'll take before him just because of the, the injury history, man. And I think defense is kind of like game plan a little bit more for him, being that they have a questionable quarterback play. And a lot yep. of these defenses just stack in the box and just say, hey, Dan Jones, beat us with your arm. Yep. Hey, we'll take that. You know what I mean? So. I think a lot of teams just taking Barkley away, and I just I just don't like it for him. So, one thing about it, he's not a year younger; he's a year older. At this point in the game, he's had one year, legit one year, that he's returned his draft value. So, right. and, when, and when I say he ha he's had one year where he's where he's returned draft value, what I'm speaking to is he's normally, when healthy, obviously one of the first running backs drafted. However, he's only been the number one running back once, and that was in his rookie year when Eli was checking the ball down to him every time he got the chance. So I don't see him ever getting that passing volume again, and I don't see him being that far removed from injury ever again. I think he's always going to be a little nicked up. It's just going to be whether or not he can go. So the further you go down that road, the less I'm expecting him in that particular position. If he was a wide receiver, I would say he still has plenty of time to get better. But for running backs, he, he's on the back end of being a top-notch running back. Long story short, know who the backup is. That's That'd be my advice to, to guys out there. Uh, get familiar with the, his, the backup running back for the uh, New York Giants, which is uh, Devontae Booker. No, well, actually... Kemp right now is indicating that Corey Clement is showing up Booker. So yeah. we actually don't know for certain. Who well, Corey Clement, I, I don't know if he's uh, suited for early down, uh, you know, action. He seemed to me, I, I always put you. Corey as a more of a third down kind of guy, you know. So what does that tell you about Booker if he's beating him out? Yeah, he may be just a. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's more talented. <laughs> I think, but we've seen Booker have some little flashes here and there with the Raiders. A little and something I, here and there. I, we also seen Clement have some flashes. That here and there, this so. is true too. This is true too. Maybe it'd be a carousel. I think they just signed back uh, Alfred Morris for God's sakes. So hey, <laughs> that is right. You're, no, no, that concerns me as well because because maybe that means that they didn't want Clement to beat out Booker, and because he did. That made them recognize that they needed a whole other running back altogether. Maybe yeah. Booker don't even make the fifty three. Sounds like so, a sounds like a carousel. That's what it yeah, sounds that, like. That's, if that's, he does go definitely going to be interesting. For sure. Definitely going to be interesting. I one hundred percent believe you cannot win your draft um, in the first round 
but you can put yourself at a significant disadvantage if your first round player either ends up being a bust or ends up being uh, injured long term. Uh, an injury can happen to anyone at any time, which is why it's someone who injury happens often to. I'm, I'm not really going to put that kind of faith in. So. OK, well, I'm seeing a comment right here now. So do you take Antonio Gibson or Saquon Barkley? What you think? Gibson, that's my guy. Look, man, look. Antonio Gibson is about to be lit this year. I, I read the uh, other day that he is. Um, that just came in. Oh, okay, we got breaking news. Yeah, that that was just a comment that came in. So, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, a little delay, but one of the um, things that I'm looking at is in camp they have him running the two minute drill, which means that they're now about to unlock his pass catching ability. If you remember last year, um, uh, McKissick was uh, almost an every week start in PPR leagues based on the number of catches he was receiving. Now, if they choose to use Gibson as a true three down skill set, we may be looking at a guy that can break the bank for you at running back. Cause you can get him in like the third round. So you can go ahead and grab that, you know, number one wide receiver. Maybe even you, you go wide receiver, wide receiver and get the, you know, the two best options at wide receiver. And you still have someone with number one RB talent and someone that's going to get the rock. So, um, and, and, and they have a great defense. So at the end mm -hmm. of games, uh, if you weren't able to score and they were, that's going to be more running back where garbage time counts too. So I, I really believe Gibson is one of my guys, um, and, and and I think he's going to be able to win people some 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 leagues. So you think Riverboat Ron going to use him like they use Christian McCaffrey? Maybe I do, or, or not as much volume. I, I I think if he shows that he can handle the volume, there's no reason not to. Okay, and, and you know that that coach doesn't have any issue with it because of what he's shown you before. Right. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting, but I um, mean, then they have a couple of people that can uh, run the rock too. Um, you know, Curtis Samuel, that kind of, that's kind of what he did a little bit. So I expect him to do a little bit of the same in, in that type of offense as well. Um, I think, look, yo, what, real quick though, just kind of a little throwing. What I think Logan Thomas, man, like, okay, he, so he may be tricky. Yeah, I agree. So he, he's one of those guys that, I may put him at the end of my bench for week one. And the reason I say that is I'll know week one how much of a part of the offense he's going to be. And I'm not going to just hold on to him for the sake of holding on to him. But I'll know based on the amount of targets in week one whether or not I should continue to, um, you know, kind of hold on to him or throw him in the flames. So, But the other thing about it is the same way that I said previous show that Fitzpatrick, I believe, has a skill set that's tailored to McLaurin. I believe that Fitzpatrick's skill set is not tailored to a tight end. I, I don't I don't really recall very many tight ends that were consistent when they That's had true. Fitzpatrick as a quarterback. So That's true. I, I I don't you know and, and he and it'd be different if the tight end was his only or his best option. That's but true. he has three wide receivers and a running back who can all catch the ball as well as, if not better than the tight end, who was just converted over to a tight end in the last couple of years. That's true. So he's, he's definitely not with a, a tight end friendly quarterback. Yeah, I, I, he, he's a he's a D gap guy. He gonna throw it down the field and don't care what happens. And his defense is good enough in Washington that he can do that. And he can make a couple of mistakes, a couple of turnovers here and there, and the defense gonna give you back the ball and say, "Don't do that again." So, right. I mean, I, I, I honestly think that 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 that's one of those wait and see guys. But if you punt the position again. Um, and, and our next show is going to be on tight end, so we'll kind of get a little bit more into it. 
Um, but Janu Smith, Logan Thomas, um, those are going to be the type of guys. I'm um, your um, Robert Tunyon. Um, like those are going to be the guys that you're going to your Irv Smiths. Um, you can get at almost the end of your draft, and they should be contributors based on the volume that they receive. And mm -hmm. unless you're going to spend high draft capital and get one of those top notch tight ends, you're better off waiting until the very end because at the end of the year, you're going to have those three or four top-notch tight ends, and everybody else is going to be within the touchdowns worth the points of each other. So why spend the draft capital up there for a, a, a middle-tier tight end when the lower-tier tight ends may be able to produce just as much? And I, There's a couple of other sleepers at tight end that I have in mind, but we'll hold up for next show. Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10, man. 10 quick questions. Many fantasy owners want to know, and this is a pass-catching edition, so we're going to get right into it. First question, who will finish the best receiver in fantasy football this year? Who will be the top dog? I guess I'm going to go with Adams. Will McCole Harmon give you wide receiver three value? Oh, this one hurts, man. I just had an argument with somebody over a dynasty league with McCole Hartman. Uh, I, I wouldn't count on it. Um, I, I think he'll be a decent wide receiver four, but I wouldn't count on him being a, a, a consistent wide receiver three. Will Antonio Brown give you wide receiver two value? Yes. Do I draft Chris Godwin? At a value, yes. Is Julio Jones a wide receiver one still? No. Will DK Metcalf give me wide receiver one value? Yes. Do I go with John Smith or Hunter Henry? In light of Hunter's current injury, we got to go with Johnny. Which Bengals raw receiver do I trust? Higgins. Mm, that's that's interesting. Kind of elaborate a little bit on that one. Okay. So <clears throat> the thing about football is there is practicality and there is upside. Mm. Chase has the upside, and I love the upside, which is why I have him actually ranked higher. But Higgins, I know, has done it in the NFL. So when you ask me specifically who would I trust more on the same team with the same quarterback and the same offense, I'm going to go with the person that knows the offense already and the quarterback has a rapport with him on the NFL level. Um, the rapport that Burrow and Chase had at LSU that's a different playbook, a different coach, different situation, different defense, all that kind of good stuff. So when, specifically for trust, I would say Higgins, um, because with as bad as their defense still is, it's going to be high passing volume. They're going to have plenty of opportunities um, as a team. So that's why we'll go with Higgins as far as trustworthy. Um, but the one that's most likely to win you your league or the one that's most likely to make a huge impact if things go right, that's Chase. Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk? Uh, you all right and for the last question man is kenny galladay still a threat i don't think he is this year because i hate dealing with wide receivers that have hamstring injuries in the preseason hamstring injuries don't just go away because it's time to play a real game and when you legit can't even run on it right now and you got to play a real game in just a couple of weeks it's a new team a new quarterback that isn't all that great to begin with 
Um, I just think he got a lot stacked against him this year. He has that uh, the rookie that came in, uh, Tony, that uh, I think he kind of has his same skill set. He's that he's that go get it type of a receiver. Um, and then who, they brought in somebody else in the offseason, too, that, that that'll kind of be competition. I and mean, then not only that, but uh, Shepard and Slayton, they still have the uh, rapport, if you will. So him not being able to actually practice um, with the team and them already kind of having an idea of exactly what's wanted and needed, I, I think that's not going to bode well for him. I think he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to draft him where he has to be drafted if you want him, but he's not going to actually be able to contribute for the first month of the season. So then you're going to end up trading him for less than what he's worth to somebody like me who knows he's eventually going to get back to himself. Right. So it, it's all about timing. And I don't believe his first month. I wouldn't want him sitting on my bench for about the first month of the season, which is about how long I think it's going to take him to become acclimated. Yeah, I really wouldn't. I, I may trade for him later on um, once his once he's kind of been devalued. Yeah, but I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the draft capital because most people don't even realize how bad that. Did. Now, first of all, you got to understand that's the same thing that kept him out all those weeks last year. Yeah. I'll pass. Well, that wraps up our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid and, uh, Fire 10. Yes, sir. We got coming at you. Wide receiver tiers four through eight. Let's go ahead and kick it off. You want to start with your tiers? Yeah, or... let's get into it. Okay. All right. Like I said before, man, tier four, right? You have these guys right here who can very well be tier two guys some tier one i think four is just is is man they these guys right here very situational very, yeah situational very valuable um these guys are going to win you some leagues definitely i think when you're picking wide receivers around that 22 25 26 range mm-hmm. man you, you're gonna this is this is where you make your money at I 100 percent uh, agree. I actually think this tier right here of wide receiver is the reason why I don't have to spend up for the top notch receivers, and I can go ahead and knock out running backs and things of that nature because for sure. there's some guys that are going to outperform those guys that we've already mentioned. For just sure, depending on situation. So on my tier, I like to start off with my man. He's always been a wide receiver one, but due to injury, Julio Jones. Okay, got him headlined in my my tier four. Another guy he could fall in that same line. The great Odell Beckham Jr. I have Deontay Johnson, man, target monster. Uh, this this guy right here gonna win you some leads. He gonna win you some weeks. <laughs> he definitely gonna win. You. He's a man. He's a guy nobody really paying attention to. But we seen this movie before. Whether it was yep. Mike Wallace, whether it was Antonio Brown. Yep. Trust the was, system. You know, he, Trust the role. He, right, San Antonio Holmes, however you want to call it, man. It's him. It's his turn. Uh, I got Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore. Courtney Sutton. Okay. Courtney Sutton. I have him also in this tier. T. Higgins. Okay. And rounding out this tier is a guy. I'm not he's he's slippery, man. Um, but another stiller, I got Juju Smith Schuster. Okay. That, that, okay, so that's the one I kind of want a little bit more information on at at the um at the list mine off for you right quick. And there's probably a couple that you're gonna want to hear from on me. So in my tier four, I completely agree with you with Deontay Johnson. He's actually headlining my tier four. Um I have Adam Thielen in tier four. I have Antonio Brown in tier four. 
I have Tyler Lockett in tier four, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham Jr., Cortland Sutton, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, mm. and the last person in my tier four, Jerry Judy. I like Jerry Judy. Great route runner. I just don't know if he had the, the, the guy to get it there. I believe that if, well, I believe at some point in time, um, you're going to have Bridgewater take over. And if we look at what Bridgewater was able to do in Carolina, he was able to sustain three wide receivers. He had three wide receivers with over a thousand yards. So he he made he made sure that Anderson ate. He made sure that DJ Moore ate. Um, he made sure that Curtis Samuel ate. So I, I I believe that Bridgewater is good enough, and Jerry Judy is a great enough route runner that he'll be a favorite target more so of Bridgewater than of Lockett, who's a D-gap, I'm going to throw it long, and Cortland Sutton is a run, I'm going to run and go get it type of, of receiver. So I think I think dynamics are going to switch, and Cortland Sutton will be the, um, I'll get it to you when I can if you're wide open because I don't really like to throw in the coverage, and Jerry Judy will be the, I just juke the corner out of, out of his shoes and you can get it to me on time type of a guy. If you go back and look at some of the um, the routes that Judy was running that Locke didn't hit him on, I mean, we, we would be talking about this guy in the same vein as some of the upper echelon um, uh, young receivers if he had that quarterback that was just mediocre. Um, yeah. Locke is below that to me. So... I honestly believe that it's not going to take very much time at all for Locke to work his way out of the job, although the Broncos, I believe, want him to have the job. I think everybody in camp, um, the players included, already see who the better quarterback is, and that's going to be on full display nationally. Um, and they're, they're not going to have a choice but to, to make a decision. So, I think Teddy Bridgewater is good enough. I'm just wondering if they're going to ever release the chains. Like it, it just seems to me like it just seems like somebody holds them back. To me, when well, I when I watch Teddy Bridgewater play, it's like they don't use the whole playbook with him. It's like they let him use a portion. Well, He's, I don't think it's necessarily that they're only letting him use a portion. It's his comfortability level. He he's one of those quarterbacks, kind of like um, I'm trying to. Think uh, uh, maybe he's just playing scared. But yeah, so but he, he doesn't like to throw in the just, coverage. Yeah, it just he, something about he, him just seems like he don't like cut it loose. He just he is like won't. he playing not to lose the game versus exactly win the game, which is why sense. the route runner is going to make right. he's going to he's going to have a whole lot more targets than the guy that if you throw it up, I'm gonna go get it. But you just got to trust me and throw it up. He ain't, he ain't right. gonna do that. It's not in him to do. Right. Um, and there's several quarterbacks that have been like that. He's okay. I got you. He's the new age Alex Smith. How about that? Okay. That that that's a, that that's whose mantle he's taken over. Um, he's not a bad quarterback at all. But if you have a down the field vertical type of offense, he he ain't the guy for you. Um, gotcha. So that's kind of how I look at that. Um, tier five. <laughs> Go ahead and hit me with your. Oh, you say you want to say something about Juju Smith Schuster, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so my thing with Juju, unless you're in a full PPR league, I believe that this year Claypool, both Claypool and Deontay Johnson are both going to outshine Juju. Um, the only reason Juju is even still in Pittsburgh 
is because every other team that was trying to get him um, lowballed him in the offseason. So he's trying to get a one-year deal at home, if you will, and then see what happens after that when the salary cap goes back up to its norm um, based on the changes that were made um, due to uh, COVID and all that kind of good stuff from where they lost all that money. So uh, the salary cap is a bit different than what it would normally be, and I can see it spiking next year, and a lot of people that shouldn't get money are going to get money. So if you notice, a lot of the wide receivers took um, shorter deals other than the ones that teams were willing to, you know, pay the money to even in a lower salary cap year. So I, I, he turned I, down a deal from the chiefs. Yeah. And, and honestly, in my opinion, it kind of made sense. Um, I don't, I don't want to go to an offense where if I feel I'm a one or a two, I don't want to go to an offense where I'm immediately going to be relegated to a three or four. But he's a better two or three. I mean, I think Antonio Brown had, you know, when Antonio Brown left me, I think it just took the covers off of him, man, and shown that he's yeah. not really that guy. Oh, because he's a slot guy. I mean, he, he he's not he's not gonna beat press coverage on the outside consistently and things of that nature, but he's quick enough uh to get open so that when you don't have that guy down the field, you don't have to check it down to the running back. You can get a few more yards with him. So um and, and that's kind of how I see things working out with Jerry Judy, except he's gonna have more volume. Um, I, th- I think they're going to be kind of the same guy. Not not that Jerry Judy can't go downfield. That's just not the route that Bridgewater's going to hit him on. So he's going to run those sharp, crisp routes in, in the PPR league. I think he's actually going to make a significant come up this year in comparison to last year. Right. But looking at uh, Tier 5. Okay. In Tier 5, and this is subject to change um, based on injury, but there are several guys in my tier five that kind of fit that same profile. Um, headline in my tier five is Chase Claypool. Mm. I have uh, Will Fuller. I have Kenny Galladay. I have Debo Samuel. I have DJ Chark. I have Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster. And I also have uh, Devontae Smith and Mike Williams. Okay. Actually, I'm going to add two more wide receivers to this tier based on recent news. I'm going to add Marvin Jones to this tier, and I'm also going to add Corey Davis to this tier as well. Mm. There's been some good news about uh, Marvin Jones coming out of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, and DJ Chark is hurt, um, yeah. so he, he has a, a, a broken finger. He had a hairline fracture in his finger he had to have surgery for. So when you're talking about a, a new coaching staff, a rookie quarterback, they need as many reps together as possible. I've also heard news that Jones is kind of taking over that leadership role um, within the wide receiver room. So, yeah, I, can I, see I that. expect big things from him. Yeah, I can see that. A lot of young guys in there. I like Marvin Jones. My tier five is a little larger than yours. I have Devontae Parker, Brandon Cooks, DJ Chark, do, 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 DJ Chark, do. <laughs> I got Roby Anderson here. Jamar Chase will be here for me. Uh, Marquise Brown, waiting to hear a little bit more about his injury issues. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who I think is going to have some big weeks. Um, a lot of good news coming from him out of camp. And just also just the offense he's in, man. The X receiver usually is 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 money in a, in a Shanahan offense. Yep, I agree. Got uh, Corey Davis here. Jerry Judy. Michael Gallup falls here for me also. Got Tyler Boyd. This is where you draft Michael Thomas. This is where I have him now in the tier five. I disagree. Um, 
We'll I just got him a tier five guy. I mean, the name, the talent is still there. Who knows what the hell is going on in New Orleans? Uh, they're probably going to just end up getting rid of him. That's what, that's probably what's going to boil down to. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. I also have Chase Claypool, who I like a whole lot. Um, this guy's going to win some weeks. He's going to have some big weeks um, this year. Uh, I had, I got, still got T. Wild Hilton right here. I like okay. him a whole lot better yeah. with uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that that injury hell? to the quarterback doesn't scare you off of him. That's that's the only reason I didn't have Pittman in this tier. Yeah, I, I still like got Pittman him here. Over, I um, think this, from from news I'm hearing, it said that he uh he might not be out as long as they thought. Okay, but, so I'm, but, I'm just, but when he comes back, will, will he actually be ready to go? Because those, those foot injuries can be tricky, man. I also have Jarvis Landry. Okay. Right here. And South Carolina native Mike Williams riding out my tier five wide receivers. Our tier five and six is going to incremental, uh, uh, incremental quite a bit. I have a question for you. Yeah. You had Ayuk in this tier. Right. As well as Debo, or is Debo lower for you? I have both. So between the two of them, okay, so this is what I'm accounting for. And this is why Ayuk, for me, is a tier higher, Mm -hmm. and Debo is in this tier. I think Debo is going to start out the year with his his hair on fire. Um, The thing with Debo, he plays like he's a freaking transformer and and can't get a He's a running back. I mean, he... he needs to calm the hell down. Like, I mean, like your career is going to be like, I'm not saying don't have the heart that you have, but use your head a little bit more. Like some of the risks that you take yeah. have a lot to do with why you're often injured. But then I don't know if he can be Debo Samuel right. if he doesn't play that way. So maybe that shoots you in the foot anyway. But I believe as per usual, and, and, and like you said, the South Carolina native, we, we kind of heard his name now for years. I believe just like every year since high school, the man's gonna get hurt again. Yeah, he definitely plays a wide receiver position like a running back. Kind of remind me of an Anquan Bolden, you know, just big, tough, a lot of yak. Um, I have him here. Um, I like him. Definitely probably wide receiver three-ish, but just due to lack of volume, you know what I'm saying? I yes. think um with, with the presence of a guy like George Kittle, kind of hurts him a little bit coming in that slot. He's gonna have those games where he's running a little jet sweep action. Probably going to have a couple rushing touchdowns this year. Um, I, I think but, what hurts him more than anything else is the fact that Ayuk is the same type of wide receiver. So they literally drafted your replacement, and he did better at what you do than what you do. And he was able to stay healthy. So, I mean. I think Ayuk going to be more on the outside, though. Uh, and they probably going to push the ball downfield a little bit more than Ayuk. Let's say, like when Shanahan was in Atlanta, Ayuk is going to play more of the Julio Jones role, and then uh, Debo is going to play more of the uh, what's my guy who was in the slot there? Uh, Roddy uh, what? Not Roddy. The 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 dang. Um, Douglas. Was it? Yeah, more that Harry, Harry Douglas. Yeah, yeah, more that Harry Douglas kind of role. So I, I think Ayuk still going he going to get a little. That more, makes sense. That yeah. makes a whole lot of sense because yeah. because then you're not designing your offense around him. So if he does get hurt. You got another guy, um, like um, Jalen, Jalen, Jalen Hurd, I believe. Um, yeah, he, Hurd. He's, also, yo, he's been Debo hurt like, like, since yeah. he came in too. But he's another. It, it seems like they Play keep like drafting the same dude. Yeah, yeah. 
because he knows what he wants. So as we go back to the guard system, right? You got to remember what the role is of the particular person is in that offense. And Correct. Shanahan, it doesn't change. He does Correct. what works for him, right. and it doesn't change. So we know what's going to happen with his running backs. We know the type of receiver he's going to have. Um, right. we, we just kind of have a lot more insight to that team and those players based on what has always been than in some other cases. So, right. Yeah. Kind of remind me of uh, – Coach Izzo, Michigan State. You right. Know, he don't always <laughs> right. have the best players in the country in basketball. He gonna get his guys. Some guys. Yep. That's gonna do what he, you know what I mean? That that runs his system and do it the way Play he it his way. Right. Yep. Right, for sure. You don't necessarily yep. have to have the best guys to have the best result as long as right. they have a system that best benefits their talent. So that's, that's correct. Um, tier six. My tier six is headlined. Um, by someone that you met, actually two people that you mentioned um, in your previous tier. Okay. So I have Jarvis Landry, I have T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton, I have Tyler Boyd, I have Michael Pittman Jr., I have Marquise Brown, I have Michael Gallup, LaVisca Chenault, mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, and this is my push right here. This is my guy that I'm putting in this tier because I believe in him. And you could probably get him a little bit later. But talent-wise and what I think he's going to end up doing, Elijah Moore from the Jets. Oh, you've been um, paying attention to that that, that camp news. Well, I, 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 pay, attention, <laughs> I, I pay attention to, to talent. When, when you got grown men like A.J. Brown crying on, on, on live TV, thanking you for everything that you taught him, to, to be the wide receiver that he is today, oh. I take notice of shit like that. When, when A.J. Brown, who might possibly be one of the best young wide receivers in the game right now, is literally crying. And, and, and not only A.J. Brown, it was it, it was another one of the um, the um, Ole Miss receivers uh, that, that have come out recently. I can't remember who it was. It's, it's, I think D.K. Wasn't D.K.? D.K. Was, um, DK from there, yeah. Yeah, DK as well was singing Elijah Moore's praises and saying that he learned a lot of his route running and a lot of technique from Moore. So I I'm I'ma always pay attention when football players say that another football player is great. I don't necessarily pay as much attention to the coaches, mm-hmm. but when you look at his situation, he's already leapfrogged several of the vets that were there. He's a He's already been promoted to the number two receiver. And I think he's going to take over Corey Davis before the end of the year to be 100 with you. The only reason he won't take over Corey Davis immediately is because the Jags paid him a grip um, to be that number one receiver at least this year. I can see Elijah Moore and um, and Wilson having an instant connection that's going to last for some years. Um, But for this year specifically – I believe he's going to be one of those breakout candidates that I don't I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a Jefferson or anything like that. I think he has that type of that. I literally believe he has that level of talent, but mm-hmm. I don't think he with combined with the rookie quarterback. I don't believe that, that they'll, he'll reach that level, but I do know he'll have plenty of targets and they'll have plenty of garbage time where they're trying to make comebacks. Um, so. I believe this guy is going to be consistent and I believe he's going to be one of the best young talents that we're going to have out there. And that ends my tier six. Okay, my tier six, I got my guy who arguably a top five receiver in the league. And he's in tier six. <laughs> Antonio Brown. You know, okay. Uh, due to, I don't know what's going on. I mean, he's probably the best receiving core in the league. Yep. Uh, 
you have a, a Hall of Fame tight end also on your team. Yep. You don't know where the ball is going to go. So, but and this don't is a guy sleep on the fact that OJ Howard is coming back. He was actually slated to be the starting tight end over Grunt. Right. This is a guy seem like the chemistry is good. They had an offseason, another uh, a really a good first offseason to yep. build. Um, I think Tony Brown is 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 a sleeper. Um, I think you should you queue him up. Just go ahead and queue him up on your list, man. And when you get down this deep, I think you should just swing. I think you should take a shot on him over a lot of these names because um maybe a good blow, a, a good bus out week, and hey, you could trade him and maybe get you one of those guys that's struggling near the top. Just like we talked about with Kenny Galladay, right? Mm-hmm. So you talking about Kenny Galladay maybe starting off slow. Let's say and he'll Tony be drafted Brown, before Brown too. Way before. Let's say Tonyo starts off kind of quick. Somebody would give you that. Somebody say, "Hey, here's Galladay. Give me AB." Yeah. Somebody that, would do it. You said this, uh, the same thing about <laughs> um you mentioned Michael Thomas uh, right. in your previous round. Right. Uh, the same thing like if if you need a guy later on on your bench that can start immediately, that's Antonio Brown. Some of these rookies, it, it may take them a couple of weeks. It took until like week three or four for Jefferson to really catch on last year. And then he ended up breaking the rookie record for yards. So a lot of these rookies, it's going to take them a couple of weeks to get their footing and to show that their quarterback can trust them. Uh, but Brown, we already know about that Brown-Brady connection. Um, that, that's going to be what it is. Uh, Brady literally was the one that fought to get him in there. Um, you haven't heard his name all offseason. That's a beautiful thing. Um, he he's actually one of those guys barring injury. Um, he can literally win your league for you. What I mean by that is, if a Chris Godwin is to get hurt again, if a uh, Evans is to get hurt, um, we're talking about a guy that may instantly be a number one Facts. if Brady doesn't choose to target him off top in spite of those guys. Because right. I think Brady might have one more year in him after this one. To be honest, if you we all the, know Godwin ain't coming back. Yeah, if you look at the last. Uh... Was it four games? Something like that at a season, man. Antonio Brown, man. It's... Once he got that playbook down, he yeah. started showing his ass. So, up. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but he's the same. And, and don't hear what I'm not saying. Jerry Judy is built in his archetype. He's not the, he's not the biggest of the big, but he's a quarterback's favorite because – of timing because of being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. That's the right. same thing I see with Elijah Moore. He's he's going to be the quarterback's best friend because the quarterback can throw that ball before he even gets to the spot, knowing he's going to be where he's supposed to be versus it ended up being an interception and it looking like the quarterback don't know his ass from his elbows. So right. I um, have a uh, McCole Harmon here. Okay. Uh, La Visca Chanel. Gotcha. I have a, uh, your boy, Bashar Perriman. Here. Okay. Uh, Curtis Samuel, the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith, Tyrell Williams, also here from Detroit, Nelson Aguilar. Curious to see gotcha. how that that's, okay. how that works um, in the winger, but I have him here. I have Will Fuller. I think he's suspended for the first four games, right? No, 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 no. Just the first game. Okay, first game. Cool. He, yeah, he, he did the rest of his suspension last year. Good. Uh, I like Will Fuller here. I got the other speeds to Henry Ruggs, the third. Okay. Darnell Mooney. I like it. Guys, people need to watch out for. I got Russell Gage here in this tier. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders. And also Cole Beasley. I got both of the Buffalo kids here in this tier. And uh, rounding out here in this tier, I have uh, Christian Kirk from Arizona. Interesting. I think tier 
seven for me. And this my, is my tier seven is like enormous. Yeah, that's what I was about so. to say. I was about to say tier seven, I believe, is might just be my largest tier. Yeah. Um, so we'll shoot through this and then um anyone that raises your eyebrow, you let me know. We'll we'll kind of break it down a little bit more. Real quick. Um, mm-hmm. we both had Devontae Smith in his tier. Yes. I haven't heard much out of the Eagles camp. Uh is there anything interesting you've heard? He's between? injured. Um okay. he has a knee injury right now. So um and I know it, it may sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but in his particular case, I still believe that although there won't be as much of a rapport because he's the most talented and almost the only receiver there other than the tight ends, I still believe he'll get the targets. And then by the second half of the year, they'll they'll have that rapport and he'll actually um, kind of climb the rankings a little bit more, um, again, barring barring injury that is because one of the biggest knocks on him was his size and he's already shown in 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 the offseason that he may or may not be able to kind of hold up to getting knocked around i mean this is your own teammate that you ran into and you're down for the count so who, who knows how that's going to work out but he does have the talent um to make it work and uh, there really isn't much target uh competition so and in tier seven I have Rashad Bateman headlining that tier. Um, I have Nicole Hartman, Jalen Rager, Darnell Mooney, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle, Nelson Aguilar. This is the tier that I have Michael Thomas in. Okay. Uh, I have Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard. Russell Gage, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, and actually I am lowering him to yeah. tier eight um, based on camp news and basically him not getting any run at all. Um, right now he's running with the twos and threes. So um, Darius Slayton, Alan Lazard, Traquan Smith, and lastly, uh, actually two more, uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Jacoby Meyer, and with those, the only oh, I'm sorry, and I also have uh Paris Campbell, um, in this tier as well. If he can stay healthy, he might be exactly what Indy needs. If you recall, game one last year, he had a ridiculous target volume, and it really looked like he was going to be a breakout receiver, and then he ended the game with injury and didn't play much anymore. So, um Daryl Mooney, I think people are really sleeping on Mooney. Um, He's in the same vein as Jerry Judy. What I mean by that is if you look at the routes that he ran and how many times that he got past his defender and the ball was nowhere in the vicinity for him to be able to attempt to catch. Mm -hmm. um, If this guy, and he does already have a more accurate quarterback, um, he may be one of those guys that's in the archetype of a, uh, a Deshaun Jackson run and go get it type of a or or not that much speed, but let's say a Curtis Samuel somewhere in that vein. Um, I, I really think this, the 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 signs are pointing up for him as well as his counterpart of Allen Robinson, and then it also bodes well for him that they just traded Miller to I, I believe he, I believe he went to the to Texans if I'm not mistaken. So. Um, he's going to have a few more targets there as well. So I, I kind of like his outlook for this year. Waddle, he, game one, he's going to be the, the the target hog um, until Fuller comes back. I believe him – I believe Waddle and Fuller 
can be exactly what Tua needs to show and prove, but it, it's going to be all about um, injury between the two of them. So we'll, we'll kind of yeah. see what happens there. In this tier for me, seven, um, none of these guys may start for you. Now, if you went running back heavy in your early rounds, then you may have one or two or three, maybe three of these guys on your team because you uh, didn't grab any receivers early. Um, my advice, you hear any of these names in this area, if they have a good week, sell. Yep. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. If they have good two weeks, Absolutely. sell, 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 sell. And don't most of them fooled. will have those good weeks. Right. <laughs> they may run off a two, three week. Who knows? But don't be fooled and think you have gold. Sell. If somebody comes to you, for, here you go. Yep. If that's they have the a guy that's it. in a higher tier that's struggling early on and uh, you have one of these guys, hey, here you go. Absolutely. By all means, um, large tier for me. But I have uh, Traquan Smith, uh, Darius Slayton, uh, Jalen Waddle, John Brown. Michael Pittman Jr., Jalen Rager, Sterling Shepard, Marvin Jones, who we talked about earlier, who I like. Mm -hmm. He's going to have some good weeks. Uh, Marcus, Marquez Valdez-Scatlin, uh, Honey Winfro, Gabriel Davis, A.J. Green. Another When I say sell, this because sometimes with me, you already know, I like to sell the, I like to sell the name. Uh, and, and the reason why I kind of I'm very successful in leagues, uh, Zay will tell you, I'm in a league I've been in for probably 12 years. And I think I've been in the championship game nine times. But <laughs> I'm like the LeBron of this league. You know what I mean? I only got, got three championships in that and I lost six. Who, who, so, who got the most ships in that league? Say it again. Who got the most championships in that league? I think I think you have three, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we tied. And how long have I been in that yeah, league? Yeah, you've been in the league shorter than I have. Impressive, it's pretty, it's pretty but I'm like the LeBron of it. I'm always <laughs> in this ship. It's either me versus absolutely. Like, I think Zay probably beat me two of those times. Yeah, of the championships he got. So yep. But I yo, we got, yo, we got some breaking news. What's that? Um, just came across the wire. A guy that we just mentioned, Jacoby Myers, is looking like the most consistent wide receiver throughout the team's training camp thus far. Okay. Um, and then also we got some news with. There's still no sign of Darren Waller at practice right now. Uh, that's the situation to monitor. Um, he had a, a, a injury that came across. Um, oh wow! Yeah, just just make sure that uh, you're kind of keeping abreast to the injuries as they occur because as they, you know, that that should change your mind as it happens. You know, you you draft based on what's going on right now and the prognosis of that um, versus what happened, you know, last year, whenever the case may be, but continue. I just saw that come across the wire. I want to make sure we got that out. Yeah. So a guy like AJ green, who has a history of being one of the better receivers in the league. Um, it's a new start for him. So I'm the type of guy, if AJ green goes out there and shows off for a couple of weeks, Hey man, who won him? Who won him? This is AJ green. I got right here. I'm going to sell that car. It may be a 98, but it's a Mercedes Benz, okay? I'm going to sell it to you. That part. Uh, this guy right here, I think, I like Sammy Watkins. Been hearing a lot of good things out of camp with him. He's, he's back with the offensive coordinator that he has the most success with when he's in Buffalo. True, true, true. So you got to pay attention. See, these are the key details that you want to pay attention to, guys. Is he nicked up right now, or is he, or no, is he good? To... No, I think he's good to go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm... something else just came across the wire. Actually, perfect, perfect timing. Uh, story of today's practice was an injury to first round wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Ooh. Bateman pulled up while running a slant, 
against Peters and then fell immediately to the ground, walked to the building with a pronounced limp. So mm. that may bode even well more for so. Sammy. Yeah, I mean that, they move Sammy uh, up. Yeah, that that's uh, and, and look, I got him. I got to move Bateman. That that, that that doesn't sound like the type of injury that you're gonna be over in the next two weeks when you come right. up limp and you and you. Yeah, that's because Marquise Brown is also hurt. I didn't even realize he was. The, oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, Col- the, the, the rookie from last year. I got yeah, like, yeah, he's hurt too. I think he has a hamstring. Like like right. all of the receipt. Yo, what did so I tell same. you in the running back? Look, they might not have any wide receivers. Dobbins is about to get the rock. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of uh, Sammy Watkins. Got to move up Andrews too. Sam, yeah, Sammy Watkins, man. I like this guy. Again, get you get Sammy Watkins on your team. He go out Playing there week the first one, two weeks, trade explode, ass. explode two weeks. Hey, man, guy's going to come calling. Sell he going to get hurt. Yeah, sell the car. So that's when you take the Sammy Watkins and you take maybe a running back and you go after an elite wide receiver for someone that is in need of running back. So right. what you're doing is you're helping – and we're going to um, have the trading 101 uh, sure. pod. Um, it may be pod after next, but that's when you fill a need and plug a hole. So that's one of the techniques that we use when we're trading. I'm going to sure. fill a need, which is your running back spot, but I'm also going to plug the hole for the wide receiver that I'm going to take away from you, which is going to make it that much more stomachable. Right. So th- there, there's a lot of techniques that you can have when you're trading that, that work more often than not, or at least get the ball rolling. Right. Uh, but Sammy Watkins is going to be one of those guys that for the first couple of weeks, uh, the same look, what did he do the first week um, last year with Kansas city? He showed his, he ass. always have a, for some reason, Sammy always seemed to have a good week one. Because that's the only is. week he healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His weak ones are explosive, and then he just <laughs> crash. You know what I so, mean? So if you know that, don't look right. at week one or two and then say, oh, I ain't going to trade him. That's been dumb as hell. Hey, But again, grab, we'll get to that. Hey, <laughs> grab AJ Green and Sammy Watkins, and if they both go off, True. package them together and go get somebody. You know what I mean? That, that's just the kind of guy I am when it comes to this thing. Uh, I have Another James- quick camp report. Um, okay, Jalen Hurts. Heavily targeting, like, like, just like I said a couple of seconds ago, Jalen Hurts heavily targeting Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Well, I'm hearing that he Ertz right is out playing Goddard, and, and we haven't got to the tight end. I'm gonna throw it in real quick. That'll be the next episode. Yeah, man, look here, man. Make sure you got Ertz on your team. On the, he's not. He's at the very bottom for some reason. Ooh, People sleeping on him. I don't like him. Hey, man, I want him on my bench. I, I want him on my that. bench. I can I see mean, that. I can see that. I know they've been having some issues, contract issues. He thought he was gonna mm-hmm. get traded, this, that, and the third. But the talent, we know the talent that Ertz is. We was true. We was we was always screaming top five tight in the league a couple years ago. That's true. That is definitely He's not true. Old. <laughs> and they don't have receiving options other right. than the two tight. I mean, that, that's their two best receiving options right Correct. now. Correct. Man, so, yeah. Make sure you got Ertz on your team. I, I'm on, I'm gonna have him on mine. I like Dallas Gardner as a value. If you don't want to, if you don't want to pay up for one of those top three or four, Dallas Goddard is going as like the number eight or nine tight end right now. So I yeah, mean, but I could sell Ertz to you, you know, better than I can sell Goddard to you. Name right? recognition is probably a little. I mean, if 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 I had Ertz <laughs> last year, no, because he 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 was horrible right. last year. Right. But outside of that, Ertz is probably going to be a name that rings a bell a little for bit sure. more than Goddard. And that's all. And when you and when you trade him with someone, that's all you want to do. You want to grab the you. It's attention. I want to grab your attention. Like man, this is Ertz. Absolutely. Absolutely. And all I need is some good, a couple of weeks of good, great production, 
And now you're thinking, man, this this the Ertz of old. So I, I see that. I, I want him on my team. Um, I have Jameson Crowder here. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, the, the former 49er. Now y'all have okay. Uh, Elijah Moore is right here for me, and I do like what I'm hearing from about Elijah Moore coming out. Um, I would like him on my team at the end of my bench also, so I can also get that boom and and and, and look to sell on that. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, okay. I have here. He's gonna have you know he's gonna have them weeks where he got yeah. 20 points in the first half. As long as he healthy, uh, <laughs> he he could be a stud. Yeah, he's he's with a uh, Stafford, a guy who likes to get vertical. I think it's yep. a it's a perfect marriage and a vertical offense for sure. Uh, you have Rashad Higgins here. I have Josh Reynolds, uh, Keelan Cole out of New Jersey, uh, okay. the New York Jets. I have Alan Lazard, Jalen Guyton, who showed a few flashes last year. Yeah, with the Chargers. Yep, I got Randall Cobb now back with the Green Bay Packers. I have Scotty Miller right here, Rashad okay. Bateman, and I'm around it off with Adam Humphreys, who's also one of the favorite targets of Fitzpatrick from their time in was it Buffalo? Yeah, it was. Right. I, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was. I think it might have been Buffalo. Buffalo, one of his favorite targets from before. So they have a little report there. Been hearing some good news. Uh, come out of camp with him as far as being like a security blanket type of guy. So I got him rounding out my tier seven. This last tier for me. Oh, so we're going into eight. Yeah, we're going into eight. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna run right. through these. Um, if any of them kind of you know strike you as odd, let me know. Um, but I have Rondell Moore out of Arizona. I have Marquez Valdez Cantling. I have AJ Green. I have Josh Reynolds out of Tennessee. I have Brian Edwards out of Vegas, Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit, Terrace Marshall Jr. in Carolina, Deshaun Jackson, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, uh, Randall Cobb, Anthony Miller, Hunter Renfro, Quintez Cephas, Kadarius Tony, Terrell Williams, Van Jefferson, Preston Williams, Kiki QT, Kiki. Nikhil Harry and I have Travis Fulgham and Scotty Miller rounding it out. Okay. Real quick, man, tier eight. I'm gonna just run through these names real fast. I don't the way I play fantasy, these guys probably will not be on my team. Now, nope. if they have a good week, I will snatch them up and trade them to you. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but <laughs> and, and try to get you know as much value. That's just the kind of guy, man, I am when it comes to fantasy. Uh, but here we go. I got a uh, Demarcus Robinson out of KC. I have uh, Richie James out of the 49ers. We have Jacoby Myers, Armand Ross St. Brown, Greg Ward, Chris Conley, Travis Fulcom, Denzel Mims. Yo, this guy though, pay attention to this guy. He's in my tier eight, but the camp news has been good. Brian Edwards. Um, out of the Raiders, man. People say you're looking like T.O. in camp. They um, said right now he's in front of John Brown, who they picked up in the offseason. Um, yeah. Right now, John Brown is is not starting, and, and Edwards is. So, yeah, South did Carolina he get injured Native last too. year, or did yeah. he just not? Okay, okay. He's so banged that, up. that may have a lot to do with why he he really didn't get any. So you can literally get him with your last pick. I mean, For sure, and I, I think if if you if you down to your last pick and you're just trying to figure out what, what grab this guy. 
I, I think he's a good guy. You want to you want to hold him, man, for the same reasons I've been mentioning before. Boom, get rid of him. Brian Edwards may be looking real good in camp. People say you're looking like Teal out there on those guys. But as a matter of fact, I'm about to check my dynasty league right now to see if he in the slot. But I have uh, Paris Campbell right here. Uh, KJ Hamler, David Moore, Demir Bird, Kadarius Tony, Van Jefferson, Nikhil Harry, uh, Quintez Cephas, Marquise Goodwin. Who knows what he may bring in Chicago? Um, still got to put him in there. Andre Roberts out of Houston, Tim Patrick, John Ross. Man, speed kills, man. So I'm, that's who the receiver was. That didn't he go to the Giants? Yes, he's in the Giants. Okay, I, I knew it was somebody else that that had the same or similar skill set to Galladay, and I couldn't remember who it was. It's John Ross. That's exactly who right. it was. Okay, Lynn Bowden Jr. Dolphins, Swiss Army okay. knife. I like him. Uh, Alamar, uh is it is it is it Kikish? Whatever his name is, Zachis, the dude from Atlanta. OZ. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He he, I'm some, be honest with you, he ain't even on my radar. He showed some flashes last year, man. Um okay. And with, with Julio gone, maybe step up, you know, grab a few balls here and there. Uh Khalif Raymond from Detroit. And uh rounding out, man. Uh this guy I've been hearing a lot out of oh, Preston Williams. Okay. And, and then this guy rounding out, uh been hearing a good bit out of camp, Donovan Peoples Jones. A lot of people been saying him and uh Baker Mayfield been he they, they say he been unguardable in camp. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's been that it's been that good. So he's just been so whose spot does he take? OBJ or Landry? Because it's only I mean he, he, he's not a slot receiver, right? And Landry's well, now nah, he wouldn't take over Landry because Landry is the slot for sure. Yeah, but put him on the other side. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, put him on the other this side. This is true. This is true. And then, and, and then he would have the number two cornerbacks on him because it, as long as uh, right. Beckham is healthy, so I, that that could actually be a viable. And then again, like I said before, guys, I hate to beat you across the head with this. Don't be fooled and thinking he's gold. He has a good week. Somebody come knocking on your door, sell it. A lot of camp news. Some of it's true. Some of you have to take with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? So if every year in the offseason we hear, man, this guy's – Nobody can't stop him. He's unbelievable. He's doing this. And then the season starts and he disappears. So if you have a good week, get him, get rid of him, and get some value for him. 100% agree. That's one thing that uh, more often than not, we're 100% on the same page about. And that's that's the way to go about making valuable trades. So, uh, And that'll be, like I said, one of our next shows coming up. Uh, just to give you – an idea of what we got coming your way here pretty soon. We're going to have the tight end show. We're going to have the, and actually the tight end show may not even be a full show. That might just be a segment because it's not very many tight ends to speak of, uh, but we're going to go over tight ends. We're going to go over trading one Oh one. And we're also going to go over the rookies that you should be paying attention to. Um, we know that there are a lot of dynasty fans out there, and even in redraft, a lot of these rookies are going to um, be able to get you where you need to go um, throughout the season. Other than that, Young Vander, you got any parting words for the people? Oh, man, just thanks for tuning in, man. We here, man. You can reach me on all social media platforms at Young Vander. That's the word Young, V-A-N-D-E-R, IG, Twitter. Any fantasy questions, man, feel free. I'll definitely give you my expert opinion <laughs> and again fantasy football fiend at gmail at fantasy underscore fiend on twitter 
Fantasy Football Fiend on IG and on Facebook, the Fantasy Football Fiend family. And we out. Be Later.